On tonight's episode of Hey Mitch, I have an old friend. Uh, I mean, he's not old, but he is a friend that's from a long time ago. Like, we literally grew up together, went to school, grade school together, all the way to high school. He is now a stand-up comic. Aaron Yankowski, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on, Mitch. <laughs> it, it's You know, it's been a little bit of time since we talked last. Like, I think the last time we had the conversations when you were doing a show here in Yuma. It was, it was. Christ, that was now, seems like three, four years ago. It was a minute. Yeah, at least four years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was quite a minute. How, how is, how is the, the stand-up life been since? Uh, stand-up life's been since, uh, since then it's been actually really, really great. Um, you know, come a long way, done a lot of, uh, new shows since then. Uh, really gotten out there, got to travel some more and, uh, really, uh, expand my comedic horizons and, uh, get some opportunities to work on some films and stuff in El Paso. And then now, you know, moving up here to Seattle, it's a whole new scene. It's a whole new, uh, whole new, um, universe of, of opportunities, for uh, comedy and just entertainment in general, so very happy to be where I'm at right now. <laughs> so let's speak about that. Like going from well, El Paso, a definitely a different type of ter- uh, environment than Seattle. Like, do yeah, you have yeah. to curtail your 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 stand up routine, or do you have to change up the material at all? You know, I will say this much. Uh, I've been out here since December, and I got to tell you, the idea of like, oh, well, you know, what plays in El Paso won't play in Seattle or so on and so forth. Uh, At this specific moment in time, I have found that not to be true at all. Uh, Funny is funny, and I'm doing things that I did in El Paso up here, and people find it funny. People enjoy it. People have a good time. Um I, I think I may have to change up a few jokes simply for the language barrier. Any jokes that I have where, you know, the punchlines are, are in Spanish or, you know, it's a reference to uh, Hispanic culture. They're not going to understand it as much up here in the Pacific Northwest. They don't, they don't get border humor. Up here. I mean, they get Canadian border, border humor, but. I mean, does, does that translate over? Can you, can you change up uh, uh, Mexican to Canadian, like uh, yeah, it- what's the deal with these Mounties and flapjacks? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. you guys seen all the moose around here? It's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's it's different. It's it's definitely different as far as that is concerned. But you know, as far as uh, 
you know, ooh, the, you know, the big bugaboo is is oh, up here in in Seattle, ooh, they're so politically correct, and oh man, these guys don't, you know, oh, they're easily offended. Uh, I haven't found that to be true yet. Um, and I can tell you, in Tacoma, they damn sure uh, are not easily offended or scared off, and and the people out there have a great time. And uh, shit, even the people from Tacoma had told me, please do not confuse their city with Seattle. They want to be represented <laughs> as two different entities altogether. So, uh, you know, that's something to kind of keep in mind going forward. That's awesome. That, I mean, that's good. Yeah. You know. The- uh, you, you got to hope that it doesn't work out the other way, you know, where you have to very much change up the way that you tell a joke or the way that you tell a story. So, yeah. Um, uh, what is the, what, what's your, your process in putting together a, a routine? What, I mean, what are you at now? Are you at a, an hour? Are you at well, right, two hours? Right now, right now, the adaptation uh, that I've had to make and adaptations I've had to make up here uh, have been great. And that has nothing to do with comedy and it has everything to do with one hell of a bad year we got out of. Oh. So the COVID has changed everything. And while El Paso and other places in Texas are having a great time and doing a lot of shows here in Seattle and the greater Washington state area, they're still reopening. Like we are barely in phase two of like just starting to dip our toe in the water to allow uh, live comedy shows and live entertainment shows to happen. I mean, they are still doing the social distancing thing and, and keeping people spread out. But as far as, uh, you know, doing the big long shows and everything else. We're not at that point yet up here. And that's just simply because, like I said, I mean, literally last week was opening week of some of these clubs. So it's it's kind of one of those stay tuned. But as far as writing and, and writing for up here in Seattle, yeah, you know, there are some things that I have to scrap um, that were funny to the local populace of El Paso because it's about the city of El Paso and it's jokes that obviously people from that region would understand. So, you know, uh, going to El Paso and doing jokes about them Seahawks and, you know, again, (laughs) yeah, what's all those Canadian people? Like, obviously they wouldn't get that in El Paso. So I'm not going to do that there. So, Um, so, I mean, what is it, what is it, what has life been like for stand up in the, in the last year during COVID and quarantine? Like, how, it, how has it, changed? it depends. It really depends on a lot of on a lot of people. The experiences have been different for everybody. I've seen. So, I mean, every every entertainer, comedian, musician, artist, otherwise, has been affected. Um, you know, and hasn't been able to go out and do it as much. Um, and you got to find constantly. You got to find new ways of of uh, getting your content out there and staying relevant. Um, I know one of the choices a lot of comics like to do the the, the Zoom comedy uh, and do virtual comedy shows. Me personally, I didn't take part in any of that. I just I never bothered to try. I don't think I'd really like it. I kind of like having an audience in front of me and just having the feel of the crowd being right there. I don't like telling a joke and then okay let me check my phone and see if i got any emojis or thumbs up <laughs> like no nah, i i don't really want to deal with that so um i was able to get a live show in my f- big one that i did was up here in washington uh right as washington state was hit i was at ground zero when the pandemic officially you know 
hit mainstream America here right. in Seattle and, and took over and they put everything on lockdown. I was lucky enough to get in a, get in a weekend gig over at Joker's Comedy Club in uh, Richland Tri-Cities area of Washington. And then everything just went on red alert uh, lockdown. I didn't perform again till I think it was Veterans Day in El Paso. We had a really big uh, uh, showcase out there that we did, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, mainly, I've just been kind of living off my name and living off of, uh, you know, my film projects that I've been doing. And then uh, uh, my merchandise line has been selling really, really well over the past year. So, I mean, if you can make two grand off of your merchandise without having done a single show all year, I'd say you're doing okay. I would say um, so, too. And while two grand isn't a lot of money, uh, definitely pays, you know, two for 20 at Applebee's. So. <laughs> So, okay I mean, with that. you didn't you so you didn't decide to do uh, live events online, Zooms or like that. But did you have to? Did you feel like you had to up your online game, your social media kind of stuff? Yeah, well, and and again, it's you know, hey, you don't want to do Skype, whatever. Then that's that's your prerogative, and you don't have to. Or if you don't want to do live shows, that's fine. You don't have to do live shows. But if you're going to be an entertainer, well, you better do something. You know, uh, for a while I was, I was messing around. I was doing live karaoke, uh, uh, with some of my buddies, um, just, just for fun, just to get out content and everything else. But I just, I didn't feel comfortable doing stand up uh, in, in front of a camera with nobody, with no live studio audience, so to speak. That's, uh, I, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't like it. Um, if, if I wanted to do that, well, then I'd just be a YouTuber and yeah. make YouTube videos all day, but that's not really what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'll wait. I can wait. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got supplementary income, which again, puts us on another point of, so how did that affect a lot of other people? And I know, I know a lot of comics that were collecting unemployment and still collecting unemployment, trying to get a check anywhere they can so that they can keep pursuing um their comedy in the meantime so you know that's a bummer uh and and you know hey whatever that's their route i took a different route um i obviously decided hey i'm gonna dedicate 20 years of my life to the military and then get, <laughs> get paid for the rest of my life so i can pursue this dream so um you know my way works for me and other people's ways work for them that's right I mean, there's, there's always many paths right Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's no real wrong way to do it. Like I saw, I saw the most pretentious question posed the other day on like a comic, uh, uh, a comedian Facebook group. And it was like, what do you consider success in comedy? And, and quite frankly, I think that's a bullshit question to ask. Uh, it's really a bullshit question to ask any artist is, well, what do you consider success? Because it means something different to everybody else. Hell, even just asking what is success in life? It means something different to a lot of people. Look, Mitch, to you right now, you're doing what you love. You're on a podcast with me. It's your podcast. You created it. You know, are you successful? Hell yeah, you are. You're, you have a <laughs> successful show. Are you Joe Rogan successful? Not yet. Okay. But th that doesn't mean that you're not successful. And maybe that's not your goal. Maybe you don't want to be Joe Rogan. Maybe you still enjoy going out in public and it's, Who's Mitch? I don't know. Who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> Nobody cares. Joe Rogan can't do that. So you got an advantage. You got an advantage, my friend. 
I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't want to be Joe Rogan. However, if Joe Rogan wants to have me on his show, I would totally come. Just you know, reach out to me, Joe. I, I'd be here. <laughs> why don't Why don't we just get down to brass tacks? Have you ever done DMT? Let's Let's <laughs> lay it up. Come on, we're on a podcast, bro. Let's 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 talk some real issues right? here. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> since you brought it up, though, last time we talked, you were active military. Now you're retired military. Yes, uh, yes I am. Has that affects your material any like have you changed it oh definitely okay oh yeah that's that's added so much more room to maneuver now because now i can be like hey fuck donald trump even though you know like he's not the president anymore i can say fuck biden i can say fuck whoever and it doesn't matter like the army can't say anything about it now i can i can you know uh uh take whatever political standpoint i have to and and uh, not worry about, Hey, that's your boss, man. You can't be saying that shit about him <laughs> online. Um, I also work for Amazon during the day. So if Jeff Bezos is listening, I just want to say it's a, he's a fantastic leader. And I think it's terrible that he has stepped down as the CEO and I wish him a speedy recovery and nothing but the best, sir. I can't wait to see you back at Amazon. Yep. That's just in case he's listening. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did just put all of our shows on Amazon Music. So he, he there might we be. go. There we go. I love Amazon. Amazon rocks. I would just also like to state that the thoughts and opinions of Aaron Yankowski and Yankowski Comedy are in no way a direct reflection of Amazon or any of its subsidiaries and what they think and believe. That good, good cover in your ass. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> So I mean, have you straight up changed up some of your material since since retiring? Um, I've I've definitely written some new stuff. Obviously, I want to talk about you know moving on now, moving into the next honestly big chapter of my life, being retired, moving up here to the Pacific Northwest. You know, new scene, new job, new haircut. You know, I, new, I like new, it. New look altogether. Uh, so yeah, you know, there's there's quite a lot. Uh, at the expense of sounding like Ben Shapiro, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a lot to a uh, lot to to mess with. So uh, I'm excited about it, and uh, you know, uh, going to con- continue working on refining those uh, those stories for everybody. So what 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 is your your biggest like hurdle when you're writing material? Myself, yeah. definitely myself. I. Uh, I will get into a rant and I've got the annoying habit of like, Oh, that's awesome. I should write that down. Ah, I'm fucking lazy. And then I forget to, and then I'm kicking myself in the ass the next day that I didn't write it down and come back to that and revisit it. Uh, so I, I really try and keep, you know, the notepad on my phone on, on quick, on quick button there. So I can, uh, jot things down and, and, hash them out when I have the chance to sit down and really think about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely get in my own, in my own way of, uh, my creative process. Absolutely. Is, is, is it easier for you to straight up hit the notepad and, and, and type it in or just to hit a, a voice recorder and, and, re- uh, yeah, I mean, I, I shit. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably could voice record it too, but usually I just do the old note norm mcdonald thing you know note to self <laughs> you know and then it's like okay cool i'm gonna come back and revisit that later and talk about it and see if there's actually sub something of substance there or was you know was it just kind of funny at the moment sort of deal 
What's a what's a bit that you've tried over and over but has not landed yet? If you have one. Uh, I just wrote one the other day and I haven't I did it I did it at an open mic. I didn't do it at a club yet. Um and I need to have more conviction in it because it is brand new. Uh and I just wrote about it. But uh uh, I guess I guess I can give give your viewers and listeners a, a treat. This is the first time I've uh, I've actually discussed this in public. But yeah, the bit was is uh, you know I got thinking the other night how everybody goes on stage and everybody's got their usual intro or what they lead in with, and uh, one of the big comedy unwritten rules or faux pas is everybody gets mad at. Uh, a comic who walks out there and does the old, you know, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, like everybody does that. Everybody says that. And it got me thinking that when I come out there and I said, you know, how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, it really got me thinking that, uh, you know, it's not corny. It's not cliche. I just, honestly, I don't know why we say it. Cause I don't fucking care how anybody's doing. <laughs> I really don't like, I don't know why I bothered asking, it's like, you know, when you kind of meet a stranger on the street and you just kind of give them the nod and they're like, how you doing? You don't really care about how they're doing. You don't really want them to stop and have a conversation with you about it. It's just something you say. It's a greeting. You're just being friendly. And I thought about it even further. And I said, you know, I don't go to normal people's jobs and expect them to ask me how my day is going. No. <laughs> Take, for instance, you meet a bank teller. You get in there. What does the bank teller ask you? First things first. How may I help you? Not how's your day going? How's how's the marriage? How's the wife and kids? They don't give a shit. It's what do you want or get the fuck out? Nobody cares. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm asking people that shit. <laughs> and then furthermore, I says, I've got to go up there and I know what you guys are thinking. Like, this is my job. God damn it. That's my job. And you're all there screwing with me. And you look at me like, oh, that's your job. You're up there. You're laughing. You're having a good time. You're smiling. You know what? So's the 35-year-old waiter at your favorite Applebee's. But deep down, you know he wants to put a gun in his mouth when he gets off shift. He's completely <laughs> fucking depressed, and so am I. And you people come to watch me be depressed. What is wrong with you? Are you sick? That's disgusting. Why would you do that to me? And I know each and every one of you out there that watches me, you get a few beers and you you start thinking, you know what? I'm going to screw with this guy. I'm going to heckle him tonight. Could you imagine if I went to your job and did that to you? <laughs> went to whatever local area high school or, or elementary school. It's like five plus five is ten, asshole. You call that teaching? What a bum. Get a load of this jerk off. He's over here teaching. You know, come on. You know, we can't do that. You'd get thrown out. I mean, what if we just heckled normal people's jobs? Like, what if we heckled cops or so? Well, okay, maybe we shouldn't. If we've learned anything <laughs> in the past six months, that's a group of people you should not heckle unless you want to get, like, fucking shot. Don't don't heckle cops. That's a bad idea. Forget I said that. We're moving forward. I'm just saying, when you come to my show, you know, have a little bit of fucking understanding and quit being a bunch of think-for-yourselfers, always so goddamn concerned with what's going on in your life. That's <laughs> That's ignorant, all right? <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. It's good. So anyway, how you doing tonight? <laughs> and that's, and there that's, you go. <laughs> and that's the bit. That's the bit. But, I mean, what a great I, – I thought what a great premise and, and what a great intro. And 
I actually just did that right now live on your show. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, you know, when I said it right there, it doesn't sound so bad. It sounded fun because you kept fucking laughing. I, I, I think <laughs> if everybody else... And that's the problem. I'm a very imposing character on stage. So when I get mad, when I get emotional, when I start doing that shit, like... People get low-key scared. They don't know what the hell to do. Like, is this dude having a, a mental breakdown? Which, you know, short answer is yes. Yes, I am. Every time you see me, I'm having an emotional mental breakdown. But, uh, you know, it didn't sound so bad right there. So we'll we'll work with it. I mean, I, I get it. You uh, And it's you, trademarked here, by the way. You all saw it. I did it here first on this show. So I don't want to hear any bullshit if somebody tries to steal my bit. Yeah. I did it first. Yeah, definitely. No, no. Anybody can re- reference back to this uh, this recording, and that's right. <laughs> we can see you heard it here first. Uh, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, you are, you know, as of this moment, very imposing. Like you're much different than the 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 kid that I knew when I was growing up. So maybe that's why I don't I don't have to worry about. The, plus, we also have the the advantage of like three thousand miles between us. Like, <laughs> I know yeah, you're not gonna yeah. jump through the screen and and kill me. <laughs> yeah, my PTSD isn't gonna kick in, and I'm gonna go crazy and and um you know lash out at people. Although I, I've been working on a joke about my ptsd diagnosis and everything else and and that in itself is kind of funny and a, and a joke to me um you know and i thought about something today when i was watching kubrick i was watching uh clockwork orange because i love that movie and uh just the idea of what what is art what do we define as funny what is amusing to us and and what isn't amusing and how one could interpret what you find funny might say something about you as a person, you know, what, what you find as, as art might say a lot more about you as a person, like, Ooh, that's dark. And, and Ooh, Mitch finds that funny. That's disturbing that somebody like him would take humor and the idea of a wait, a waiter at Applebee's going home and killing himself. Like, why would you find that funny? I don't know, but some people do. And, and, you know, I find it funny. And, I did this joke the other night in front of comics only. Uh, and the funny part is it's not a fucking joke. That's what I love about what I bring on stage is what I'm telling you is based off of actual events that have happened in my life. Those are the best kind of jokes, right? Because it's from your life. Nobody can steal it. Nobody can take it. Nobody can replicate it. Um, but not only that, you're being honest. You're showing your true self to, to your fans and to your, to your audience. Um, so my, I, I was, Recently, as you know, retired from the army and I got a disability rating. Uh, and one of the highest disability ratings they gave me was uh, for PTSD. Now, uh, if you ask me, plain, flat out, hey, you know, wow, did you see some really terrible, ugly things during my time in? You know, uh, hey, I, I survived both Vietnams of my generation, Iraq and I, I, uh, Afghanistan. Um, and while I did see some, some terrible things, um, that doesn't really bother me. That doesn't plague me as much. Um, but it doesn't matter how I see things. It matters how military doctors and the government views, how it affected me. I'm fine. It's all of you people that are fucking weird. (laughs) Like, don't look at me. Like I'm the problem. Um, and one of the things that's documented in my case file and I'll never forget it, was one day I was at work, and I got off work. Now, mind you, I'm still doing comedy in the meantime. I'm doing Army by Day comedy at night. And there was a bunch of young sergeants and NCOs 
bitching in a group chat about how much they hated work. And uh, one of them said that, you know, how much they hated it and everything else. And I finally jumped in on this group text and I texted out to everybody. I said, you know, you know what I hate about this job? You ever get that feeling sometimes where you just want to go home and, I don't know, murder your entire family? I mean, not because you don't love them, but because you just don't want them to see the sadness in your eyes. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at in life right now. But don't worry. When I get home and I do this sort of horrible thing, I'll make sure to take a bullet for all you guys, and I'll write in blood that this unit made me do it right across the wall. Now, the comedians at this point find this hilarious because we all get it. Like, we're all fucked up. Like, every one of us is just terrible, horrible shells of human beings. Like, we're a husk of the former person that we were. It's... It's terrible. So they're all laughing and cackling, and I thought it was funny. I fucking said LOL JK in the fucking text. <laughs> the others kind of got it. They know me. They know how I am. Well, nobody really cued in my first sergeant how the fuck I am. And I remember the next morning standing at formation, she calls me out of formation, and she's like, hey, let's go for a little walk. And I said, okay, fine. I'm done the fucking wiser. And as we're walking across the parking lot, she's like, how's the family? I mean, they're good. Why? Why would you ask? Okay, no. Hey, no reason. You're, you don't need to get upset. I'm not upset. I just said they're fine. Why would you think otherwise? No, no, that's okay. How's, are your kids good? Yeah, they're fine. Work? I mean, work is work. Where the fuck are we going? Where are we walking to? <laughs> and I noticed, like, now we're we're away from work. We're now going across the street to, like, the military clinic. And I'm just like, what are you, picking up a refill on your prescripts like what's going on here where are we go why are we going up to the second floor that's where the mental health people are what are we doing up here and the next thing i know i got like people grabbing me up with like jackets and everything like it's okay aaron you're gonna be fine and i'm like what the fuck happened what is going on here i was set up they're like no no it's okay we saw the texts and we're here to help you i'm like it was a joke i was totally kidding like it's it was a joke god damn it no Nope, it's okay. I was locked up. I was done. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm having to explain to a army shrink, like, and what makes you think that murdering your family is funny? <laughs> like, well, it is kind of fucking funny. Like, don't you, come on, man, get it. Like, it really is kind of cool, though. Like, kind of hilarious. No, you don't see it? God damn it. Nobody gets me. <laughs> I so mean, now I'm paid for the rest of my life because they think I want to murder my family. But I can rest assured my my children are still alive. Ex-wives, maybe not so much. But my children are alive. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was going to say that, you know, from a very subjective uh, point of view, uh, the best comedy comes from, from truth. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it wasn't it wasn't a joke on the idea of right. you know the, the physical act of violence. It was just playing off the joke of you're just you yourself are just so unhappy with your life. You like you would rather just kill somebody than have them see you depressed and just completely broken as a person. And comedians can totally identify with that and relate to that. Whereas, you know, to, to everybody else, it's kind of like, whoa, geez, you know, you got some real demons there. Like, and no shit. I stand up on a fucking stage in front of a microphone and say fucked up shit. 
and hope to get you to fucking clap for me. I mean, if that doesn't say I've got fucking identity issues, like I, I, I need validation, guys. Please, like I don't, I don't know what the fuck else you want from me. I mean, please say you like me. I mean, I like you. If that means anything. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm also paying Mitch a lot of money to be on this show right now, too. This, so. this is also correct. This is also correct. Uh, yes. What was it difficult? The first time you got up on stage to to start doing stage stuff to to be up there, I'm I'm gonna be pretentious and cocky and say no, but I'll say the reason why not is because comedy wasn't my first rodeo on stage. So I you know acting all through high school and everything else. By the time I got to comedy, I was like fuck been here done that. The only difference is now I'm just doing a monologue. It's it's all me. Mm-hmm. This is on me. Um, you know, and I've always said too, um, if I had my druthers, if I had my preferences, I prefer to act all day long over comedy. Comedy is difficult. Stand up comedy is difficult and, um, it's heart wrenching. It's defeating. Look, if I go and I do a film and, and you go and see one of my films and you don't, you don't like it. I mean, I get it. Um, I could always stand back and go, you know what? I didn't write the fucking script. Okay. I'm not the director. That wasn't my idea. The character was all wrong for me. I can make a million excuses when you're a comedian. Like that's all you, <laughs> everything they hear is from you. That is completely yours to, to, to reap the benefits or, or, or stand there and look like an idiot because of, and it's, it's a trip to do comedy and have to take that burden on your shoulders. The like, Oh my God, if they say they really don't like you as a comedian, they are saying they really don't like you <laughs> all together. <laughs> like it just sucks. It's all or nothing. I mean, if, I mean, if you really want to get into that, that acting, uh, they do all that, uh, filming right across the Canadian border from where you're at right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm as hoping, soon, as, soon uh, as they let people back into Canada. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I don't know if Canada's going to want Americans going up there and screwing up their country. They're like, no, we're good here. We don't need any of that weird shit. <laughs> I mean, we're I kind of a, see- we're kind of a fucking trash fire right now. <laughs> I could see you being on one of those uh, CW superhero shows or you know? be on one of their, their skit shows or something. Yeah, there you go. I'd do it. <laughs> uh, I'd spe- definitely. Speaking of acting, you it was a couple years ago you had that short that you put out and i got to watch yes it. uh how was yeah, that i've done a i've done a couple uh since then for the independent uh film festival in las cruces uh working with uh uh double scope out of uh el paso as well as real bravo and uh working with a bunch of the uh actors and comedians that i've worked with for the past five six years out there uh and they've they've been great, you know. We still try and get together and uh, work on projects whenever we get the opportunity. And um, yeah, I still keep in contact with all those fellows. So, were you just uh, being in front of the camera, or were you also uh, writing? Yeah, no. I've the last acting project I did was probably about five months ago. Uh, I did one for. Uh, another kind of little offshoot of one of the production companies had been doing. It was uh, working on a film uh, that was supposed to be uh, a little sh- uh, schlock kind of comedy horror film where it was luchadors meets 
zombies. And uh, it was set in like the 70s. So you probably saw the the pics on that with me hanging out by the really nice El Camino with this uh-huh. cheesy handlebar mustache going <laughs> and the aviator shades. It was a great time to film. I had so much fun working on that. And uh, I can't wait to see the finished product whenever the hell they get done with it. But uh, it was a blast. And are, are you writing for movies or are you just acting? Um, you know, as far as the writing and actually doing my own directing and all that other shit, nah, man, I don't, I don't get into all those weeds. Um, the one thing I can say though, about the directors that I've worked with, as well as the other actors is they've kind of let me write my own dialogue. I'll say that much for me. I don't, I don't get involved with the script. I don't tell them like, Oh, you need to fucking change it this way or do it that way or any, I let them do their thing. I just, you know, say, hey, point and shoot. Tell me where you want me to be at. I'll go stand there and then just kind of let me do my thing. And if you don't like it, stop me. <laughs> so there you go. Nobody's stopped me yet. So I uh, must be doing something that, that's making my directors happy. So and they keep having me back. So, um, you know, that's cool. I'd, I'd like to say contrary to popular belief, at least when it comes to filming, I am the easiest guy in the world to get along with. I'll do whatever the hell it is you want me to do. Um, and yeah, when it comes to what kind of dialogue I have, I mean, I'm open to anything. But most of the time, the dialogue I've seen for my character or whatnot, I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know if my character would say it like this or do it like that. And You know, a lot of times the scripts we get are very open to interpretation. You know, there's there's a lot of room for play, uh, um, you know, in one direction or another. So, um, you know, we'll still do several different takes. Don't get me wrong, you know, and maybe the director will interject and be like, hey, on this one, you know, maybe maybe do that again, but say the line kind of like this or, you know, or, or do it like this. Uh, but other than that, no, the directors have been great, man. They let me uh, kind of let me go and explore the space of my own character. So I like that. Very cool. So you're not the, I mean, obviously not the first one to go from military life to an entertainer life. Uh, Rob Regal is is a name that I just can only think of at the moment. But is there anything that is transferable from military life to being an entertainer? Um... Can you take can you take the hecklers better because you've been yelled at so much? <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's, it doesn't. It, I don't get scared by drunken people. I'm like that. That used to be my weekend every weekend dealing with <laughs> drunk people, uh, drunk out of control soldiers and stuff. So no, um, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I would say the one thing that definitely crosses over is work ethic. Yeah, definite work ethic. Um, you gotta be dedicated to follow this craft, uh, any, um, pursuit that you go into for, for entertainment, it's work. It looks like fun. You know, it does look like a lot of fun. I'm sure people see you all the time. Oh, look at Mitch. He's at this cool guy convention and oh man, he's getting to meet all these cool people and do interviews. Oh my God. It's so much fun. Yeah. What they don't see is Mitch losing his mind going, where the fuck is that iPhone cable right now? I got to have this podcast (laughs) up in five minutes. They don't see that shit. They don't see you lugging all your gear, you know, across in a big tote bag or box or whatever. They don't see all the production shit that goes into it. The not fun and exciting stuff. 
It's absolutely true. So everybody should just feel sorry for me at all points. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know how much those headphones cost that Mitch is wearing? That's not the fun side of things. He's not like, oh, joy, I get to waste another $200 on these fucking headphones. No, he's not excited about that. However they're, however, they're great headphones. So, Sony, if you'd like to sponsor or get me some uh, there you go. new products. We're waiting on that check, Sony. <laughs> Tell you what, he'll settle it all right now for a PS5 if you got one. <laughs> I'm sure they have one somewhere, and I will take it. You know they do. <laughs> They're waiting. What kind of have you noticed? Is, is there any particular not to uh, like just group stand up uh, audiences into one group right. or anything? But is there is do you notice that there is a certain type of person that comes to stand up shows? Or oh, absolutely. Just well, are you talking about comics or fans? Comics fans, or fans? Fans. Fans, I've seen everything. You know, uh, my, my favorite fan is the I'm at a comedy club, but you can't tell uh, because I'm going to stand here and just have resting bitch face and <laughs> do everything I can not to laugh. There's always those fans. Like, like they're just having the most horrible fucking day ever. <laughs> and just nothing has gone right for them. Not only that day, but probably like the past couple of years of their life. And they figure, you know what? This is it. One of these comics is going to fucking make me laugh tonight. Or I swear to God, I'm walking out in front of fucking traffic. Like, there's <laughs> that guy that walks in. And you're just looking at him. And you're like, God damn, dude. Cheer the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be the depressed one. Not you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's people that show up to watch comedy shows that are just fuck like are are you just trying not to have a good time fuck <laughs> i mean it's always is, one is there is there a uh uh like i've always found like to be best at pool or darts or something like that if you're not a professional or or bowling you need to be in that 2 to 5 beer range is that the same for an audience member to, to... you know we we like to we like them we like the audience to be a little loose okay. a little 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 loose you don't want her to be too fucking drunk because that then that is when you get into fucking <clears throat> you know roadhouse rules and things things can become problematic. I mean, I've I've been there, I've seen it. I've I've seen it. I've had a fight break out while I was on stage. I've had a fight a fist fight break out in the audience on stage and the guy was heckling me <laughs> and I didn't even say anything really to get the heckling started. Um but he just you know, he was he was heckling the middle of my set. I said one thing to him. He started to heckle me again. The table next to him told him, hey, would you shut up, please? And he turned around and told the girl, kindly shut up, bitch. <laughs> Without realizing that her very big, tall boyfriend was at the table with her. And the next thing I know, that guy's flying over the table at him. And now they're fist fighting in the middle of my set. And I'm just standing there watching it happen and laughing my ass off while it's happening. <laughs> so... You know, there's that. That's happened. You know, that's what happens when they get too much alcohol in them. I was gonna say, do you do you do you stop your set or do you do you incorporate it? Uh, and like start I actually, doing... I think I just, I think I honestly just did play by play of the fight. Yes, um, yes. You know, I just commentated on that shit. So, <laughs> I think that's the appropriate uh, response if, to something like that happening. You have a microphone yeah, in you your might hand. Might as well just announce it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a devastating right cross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, look out, look out, RKO! <laughs> uh, so, well then, for uh, stand-ups, for stand-ups, I, I mean, I assume from what you said earlier, it's it's a lot of broken people, but is there any other thing that is uh, a, a commonplace amongst other stand-ups? 
we can't keep relationships for shit. Mm. Uh, that happens. I run into very few married comedians. I run into very few happily married comedians. <laughs> uh, so that's something we all share. Uh, that yeah, we're fucking apparently just kryptonite to to women. Common misconception is like, oh man, you're a, you're a comedian. You must, oh my god, you must be drowning in it, bro. You just <laughs> swimming in the swimming in the women. Like, no, I'm not in a band. If I was in a band, <laughs> I'd probably get laid a lot more. Uh, I get bought more free alcohol by creepy old guys after a show than I do fucking <laughs> females. That is a, that is a true statement. <laughs> have you have you ever had to open for a band yet? Uh, I mean, I've done some like crossover shows where it's like music and comedy, but uh, nobody, nothing significant, nothing that any of your viewers would know or, or be aware of. Has I mean, how does that? I, I, to me, the audience for a band and an audience for a standup is two completely different audiences. Like, how does that? Feel? It can be, but I mean, again, dude, you're you're you know, it's it's not like they're like uh, you know Metallica featuring Aaron Yankowski. Uh, no, that's. <laughs> not how it happens you know it's not what what goes on uh it's mostly like hey you know we've got this local band that's going to throw down a set at the end of the show stick around for them but in the meantime we got some comedy or hey you know we had a musical act come up here and do a song or two and then you know we get in some poetry slams and you know (laughs) guy who's gonna do weird art with like fucking water bottles and shit i don't fucking know you know balloon animal fucking rejects you just you i've been on some weird fucking shows that's what that's what i can sum it up i've been on some weird fucking shows netflix comes up to you tomorrow tells you they're gonna give you a special what's the name of your special right off top oh you bastard that's a good question that is an awesome question i've already got it saved so i will i will divulge to you my name i will put it out there it's gonna be the new special hashtag fucking uh uh trademark in this bitch right here but <laughs> i've already i've already had this planned out for years the name of my first album or special is going to be aaron yankowski rebel without applause oh i like that that is good <laughs> so that's that's a callback to the the film obviously yeah. uh rebel without a cause um and yeah rebel without applause i like Aaron it and Cosby. so that is mine none of you fuckers better steal that shit i will find you and i will sue your asses off <laughs> once again here is the recorded evidence of, yep, of it being here's there. the recorded evidence <laughs> so but yeah so that would be oh my god yeah that would be great or amazon amazon you could throw me a special too don't put that's that right towards netflix that's right don't, don't 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 put that all on netflix in fact i've heard amazon is superior to netflix in every way that's if amazon's listening but if netflix is listening i don't take what i just said about you guys right now personally i think you guys are wonderful and as long as your check cashes in the morning i'll quit amazon tomorrow but (laughs) don't tell amazon i said that i still need the job come monday (laughs) all right so when you're not working your day job you're not okay uh, you're not up on on stage what what is it you're doing what is it you're you're relaxing too. What is it? You're not when you're not creating. What what do you what do you geek out about? So, ooh, what do I geek out about? I'm still a huge video game nut. That is always and forever and will never change. Love my video games. Still rocking the uh, the PS4 right now because everybody keeps buying <laughs> PS5s, and new Xboxes. I can't get one. 
<laughs> but uh, I've been playing uh, Valhalla, of course. Oh, which nice. Is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wonderful game. If you haven't picked it up yet, if, if you, your listeners out there are gamers, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. I loved it. I'm having a great time with it. I enjoy it. So, um, so but is- then again, I've also I've also skipped like the past five Assassin's Creed ones. <laughs> I wanted this one because it had Vikings, so that's why I enjoy it. I was gonna say, is 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 that why we can where we can thank the 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 look, the haircut, and the beard is from Valhalla. That's actually inspired off of the show uh, Vikings? Vikings. Nice by Ragnar Lothbrook. So yeah, I'm actually trying to grow my hair the rest of the way out. So I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. So so Valhalla was the last game you played. Or is the game that you're one? Cyber, Cyberpunk 2077 was the other one. How are you finding yeah. Cyberpunk? Despite what all the asshole critics say, uh, despite what all the asshole critics say, I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know where the negative press is coming from, and I can't speak on everybody's behalf or everybody's play style or the issues that they've been having. Oh, I've heard of the glitches and everything. Look, I was playing it with my brother over in JBLM. Uh, I was playing with my bro Milt, and uh, he's got just the regular PlayStation, not even a pro. Uh, we had maybe if we play it for about an hour or so, it might give us a freeze and a crash, and we'd have to restart it. And then after that, we'd be playing for hours on end, glitch free. So I, I don't know what the hell we've already beat the game, and now we're playing side missions and shit like that. So I, I don't know what everybody's on about. That is the most. You know the, the big technical bugs that we've had with the game. So I don't know what what everybody's complaining about. I, I really don't. I loved it. I enjoyed the storyline. I thought the graphics were incredible. Uh, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's a great game. I like it. So to hell with people, man. To hell with y'all. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can dig that. I can dig that a lot. So what's what's the what's the go to uh, game? Because like me, I I don't get to play video games too much anymore but if i find myself wanting to just veg out and play a video game i'll do uh injustice or injustice 2 like just okay, beat them so up superheroes throwback fun ones yeah so what, what's yours my immediate pickup and go to right now because i still haven't finished valhalla is getting back on that but uh i like to play world of warships a lot uh, I get in. I get into that with Milton. We'll be playing World Warships or uh, playing uh, World of Tanks. You know, that's a fun one. That's kind of just my get up and go. Uh, I used to be a big Call of Duty guy, but you know, after the fact that I just feel like there's just there really hasn't been any quality changes to the game or anything that just really warrants me running right out and buying it i i haven't messed with call of duty in a few years um that used to be my go-to are you are you seeing any uh trailers for anything that's coming up that's really piquing your interest yes glad you asked (laughs) glad you asked because as you know i am a huge batman fan love batman so i cannot wait for the new arkham game to come out arkham knights that is going to be fantastic uh i can't wait uh, in seven years, when I get the new system, I'll be able to play it. <laughs> I've got it marked on my calendars. Um, so there's that. And then the new Suicide Squad game. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have Holy not. Shit. Oh, my God. Look it up. Yes. There's going to be a Suicide Squad uh, 
video game coming out and it's going to be insane so it's not like back in our day when you had a video game based off of movie and it was just garbage so this is actually going to be something good don't you say that okay ninja turtles was a fantastic (laughs) nintendo entertainment system game all right or or street fighter the movie the video game (laughs) The Street Fighter, the movie of the the video game of the movie yeah. that we'd like to forget. At least they didn't do like a Super Mario's based off the Super Mario movie, right? <laughs> I'm sure someone someone at some uh, conference room was like, "Yes, we should do this. We should make the video game look like the movie that's based off the video game." Yeah, some poor son of a bitch walked into a board meeting and heard somebody like me saying, "Can you imagine? I guarantee you, one idiot in this room has got plans for that." He's like, "Shit." <laughs> He's like, well, never mind. Now I'm not going to share with everybody. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. It's stupid. Stupid idea. Shit. So other than uh, Vikings, what is it? What are you watching since Vikings is over now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I fell off in the last season or so because of the move and whatnot. Uh, well, they have a spinoff coming off, too. Do they? Yeah, I believe it's going to be a spinoff, in, and it's going Anglo to be on Netflix. Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> called Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I remember I, just seeing I, something about it earlier this week. I've been. I've been. I, honestly, I am a big streaming person. Like, I don't even have cable anymore. I just have all the streaming services. So I will sit there and rewatch episodes of Ren and Stimpy until my eyes bleed. Fucking <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Uh, I, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. Um, rewatching shit like that. Uh, I just got through rewatching all of Workaholics all the way through. Um, you know, I'll binge watch old shit uh, that I like. And uh, I don't know, the programming that's on today just kind of sucks. So <laughs> there really isn't a lot of good quality programming coming out. Just like, you know, movies like, ooh, is there a movie out that you're anticipating? Yes, fucking any movie. That would be nice. Just <laughs> any movie at all would be really cool. It would be really welcome. That would be great. Yes. Know, Hollywood, be and I get it. Out. Hollywood's afraid for the COVID and everything else. And I got it. And the, everybody has their own reasons. I'm not. So if Hollywood is willing to pay me, I will come out there. I will begin shooting tomorrow. Virus be damned. I mean, I got a mask in the car. Don't even worry about it. Let's do this thing. And I'll do it. I mean, you're getting what? Tom Cruise, 15, 20 million a pick. I mean, I'm willing to do it for like way less than half of what you're paying him. I'm taller than Tom Cruise. I mean, you're getting that going. There you go. So, you know, the, 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 Movie magic, and if it can make Tom Cruise look six five, then you know you're good. A little, a little CGI, you know. Come on, man. How bad? How bad do you want to film? That's the question. <laughs> so. uh, is there any? You, you said workaholics. Is there any uh, particular comedic comedy show, sitcom, or even a particular comic that just hits for you? Just it, it's it's it just goes right into your soul. All my comedian friends that I know on, on like personally. Okay. All my comedian friends that I know personally. You know, I could sit here and be like, Oh, Dave Chappelle's such a big inspiration. Yeah, that's fucking great, kid. Like, that's wonderful. Like Michael <laughs> Jordan's a big fucking inspiration to everybody too. Doesn't mean you met him and hung out with him and shit. So uh Dave Chappelle, what has he done for my career? Nothing. You know, not a goddamn thing. I'm pretty sure Mr. Chappelle doesn't even know I'm fucking alive. Uh, it's not taking anything away from him. I enjoy his work very much. Um, but well, as funny far you should as say knowing that the guy personally, I don't know him. Funny uh, you should say that because here's Dave Chappelle right now. 
Yeah, I know. He, he actually heard all that shit you were talking about. Right we got him on the mid show. No, I, 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 I enjoy like a lot of you know the the big comedians that the main the main uh, mainstream are following. But uh, as far as like personal, you know, ones that really, oh man, I really resonate with what they're doing. Yeah, I'd say a lot of the comedians uh, that I fuck with. Uh, and that I've done shows with personally resonate to, uh, you know, what I'm doing or, and, and, you know, and some of them honestly are nothing like me. Uh, Anthony Austin Brown out of El Paso. He's nothing like me. He's Anthony's his own separate, separate beast on stage, man. He can sing, he can dance. He's, he's a fantastic entertainer. He's, he's a lovable guy. Uh, what he has to say on stage ain't ain't nothing what I got to say on stage. We're completely two different comics, but I love the guy. He's, he's fantastic to work with. Uh, he's passionate about what he does. He's great at what he does. And just that alone is reason enough for me to, to resonate with him. Uh, there's, I got a partner in crime up here now in Seattle, uh, that I've been doing comedy with, uh, by the name of Mike Parker. Give him a check. Uh, he's, he's, he's awesome. The guy's fucking fantastic. He's been doing it as long as I have. Now, his style is very similar to mine, uh, and I like what he does. Uh, Adam Dominguez out in Vegas, that guy's got constant hustle. He's out there doing his thing. Ozzy Moon in, in Austin is running rooms out there. You know, these are guys that I've worked with and I've watched grow and, and mature with me as a comedian. So when you ask me, you know, who I look up to and, and uh, what comedians resonate with me, you know, it's, it's the people that I work with. It's the people that I'm out there chasing that dream with every day on stage, whether it be, uh, you know, the, the open micers, uh, that I've worked with or, or people that I'm paid to play the game with people that I've, uh, gone and done actual tours with. Those are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that, uh, resonate with me. So then for people that are, thinking about starting a, a career in comedy what what is, what is it you what kind of advice can you give to them at the point where you're at don't don't just straight up don't, don't do it just don't don't do comedy <laughs> almost all, all almost all of us will say that really like, what is our best advice just don't just if don't value do if you value your self-esteem sense of self-worth uh if you're in a relationship and you want to keep that relationship just don't <laughs> just don't get involved in what we're doing don't don't do jokes don't do them um, <laughs> drugs okay jokes not so much yeah drugs do a lot <laughs> of drugs especially if you're going to pursue comedy do lots of them as many of them as possible um you know die well before uh you become famous so then you'll become twice as famous because we'll always wonder how good you really could have been <laughs> no um Honestly, the best advice I can give anybody that's thinking about doing it, um, and fuck comedy. Let's let's talk about music. Let's talk about owning your own business. Let's talk about having children. Let's talk about anything. Do it. I I, I don't want to sound like Nike and say just do it, but seriously, just do it. Whatever the hell you want to do, whatever you want to pursue, we'll go after it. Because it's the only way you're ever going to know. It's the only way you're ever going to find out. Get up off your ass and go do it. Go pursue it. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's great advice. But it's not the last question of the podcast. So uh -oh. if you could have one completely useless power, and it has to be useless, <laughs> what, what would be your useless superpower? 
It has to be useless. That's right. So the one I usually go with is that I can rapidly, at any moment, grow my hair exactly one inch. Man, that is that is a tough superhero question. <laughs> I think we I think we I think last time we were on the podcast it was it was what would you have for a useful superpower? If you could have any superpower, but to have a completely fucking useless one. Yep. Yeah. Um completely useless superpower. <laughs> oh. I'm like looking around my room and I'm like looking at shit on my wall right now. I'm like the ability to fucking hang things up completely fucking straight. Because apparently that is a skill I do not possess. <laughs> Everything is like slightly tilted like I just had an earthquake in this fucking apartment. Like what the hell is wrong with me? I don't know. But then that might be a useful one if you're an interior decorator. You know, that would be a, a good leveling skill to have. Yeah, yeah I but don't know. You're not an interior decorator, so it would no, be useless to you. No, I am not. You. I am certainly not. <laughs> Anybody that's ever been to my house could say, yeah, no, this motherfucker needs an interior decorator. <laughs> I am definitely not one. <laughs> so that would that would probably it. Yeah, if I had a useless fucking skill, uh, uh, superpower, it, the ability to hang things up straight. <laughs> Instantly. On the first Instantly, try. Instantly. It's just... Like, I just eyeball it, and boom, don't worry. I put it together. It's great. <laughs> All right, Eric, this is going to go up on the 12th. So what is the next live show that you're going to do? Uh, Next live show I'm going to do up here is, I'll let you know, as COVID happens, unfortunately. That's fair. Because, That's fair. because, because this has just been the first week of everything reopening here, we don't know. It, we think we're going to be doing comedy next week, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we're going to have to wait and see what the city decides and what the state decides. I'm going to be going out right now. Mike's buzzing my phone right now. Like, yo, dude, we got the tickets out. We're going tonight. So we're, we're heading out to a club later night. Make some connections, talk some shit, get drunk, you know, do that stuff. Uh, have some fun. But uh, I'll be out in the Seattle area doing comedy as well as Tacoma in between. Uh you know, intermittently throughout the week, next week, and for many weeks to follow, uh, Yankoski Comedy is here to stay in Seattle, at least for the time being. So I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be here. So what? what is the, the best way for listeners to find you online? Best way to follow me online to find out when and where I'm going to be doing comedy is follow me online at Facebook at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Yankoski, Y-A-N-K-O-S-K-Y. And that's on Facebook, or you can follow me at Yankoski or at Yankoski Comedy on Instagram. And you can also go to my website at www.yankoskicomedy.com. And you can score awesome shirts like mine. There you go. You Look can at score that merch. awesome merch. <laughs> so. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's It's been a, Thank it's you been for a great hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, GeekEliteMedia.com. Aaron, thank you uh, again, and, and thank you for your service. Uh, I know that's cheesy, but I, I, I really felt like I needed to say it to you. So, uh, Well, thank you. 
But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast.